Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning, transitioners. All of you out there listening, what is your transition today? Well, it seems we're always in transition, aren't we? Sometimes those are deeper transitions than other times, but we're always moving forward. And it's exciting to see how these transitions change our lives, because they usually do. Most of my guests, oh well, all of my guests, have gone through their own transitions. And because of their transitions, they have changed and prospered. Their lives are more abundant today because they made that journey. So they'll share their journey with you today. And I think you're going to enjoy our guest today because we'll be talking with her as she goes through, as she is presently going through a major transition in her life. But before we do, I'd like for us, I'd like to ask you a question. What does a great day look like for you? By answering a very simple, simple question, this very simple question, you can get unstuck. You can kind of go with your gut feeling if you're going, well, I don't know what my perfect day would look like. But down inside, you do. So I'm going to give you some guidelines on what that perfect day might be. This is how you could kind of get your mind moving. Now, it might be an answer, answering question. Think about the kinds of activities that you would be doing that you make this a great day. If you were able to spend the bulk of the day doing these activities, you would feel great. At the end of the day, you go, ah, this was an awesome day. These aren't regular activities like that you do every day to make your daily routine, you know, like brushing your teeth and all of those activities. So really think about the things you like to do that meet the following criteria. Think about the activities in your life that you lose track of time while you're doing them. You can start on a project, and before you know it, it's two, three hours later. Then the next sign would be that get you. there is something that gets you excited about thinking about them. Where you feel energized when you think about them. That you frequently think about them. Where you find yourself performing beyond 
your usual ability when you are doing them. It's as if you have the key inside of you. Where your enthusiasm for them is high for the longest period of time, you just simply get lost in it. One more suggestion is that you seek out other people who share this interest because sharing and talking with them and just being in their presence gives you an opportunity to reach and grow and be comfortable in what you're doing. You're just happy. So if we were together in sort of a classroom situation, I would have you write these down. But since you may be walking, you may be driving, not a pen and paper handy, then I'm going to suggest that you sort of reflect on these today. And when you have the time, write the answers down on a piece of paper. You know the answers. And with some reflection, reflection, you can connect with these. They're part of you. They're inside of you. So if we were in a group situation sharing, we would be sharing these. And one of the things is that we would see if we were in that classroom environment that there's a wide variety of, act of activities that everybody likes to do. But everybody has their own unique thing that gives them fulfillment in their different ways. But even though people find fulfillment in different ways, our individual fulfillment happens only in one way. It's plain and simple. It happens when our talents are honored in the activities that we do. It's so simple. Fulfillment happens only when our talents are honored in the activities that we are engaged in. So if you walk away from nothing else today in this show, I want you to listen to this message. Expressing your talents in whatever you do is the key to your fulfillment in life. Again, expressing your talents in whatever you do is the key to your fulfillment. Now, I'm going to confirm something that you're probably thinking. When I was growing up, and I was really good in um, sports, or I was really good in math, or I was really good in some other ability that you had, and we're going to call a talent, is a natural ability to excel in any duty or action. So that's what a talent would be considered. But what we do in our education system is that we go down and we say, okay, this is what you're really good in. Okay, we're going to go to the next one that you're not so good in, and then we're going to go to the third one, and we're going to work on, so we're going to work on the two areas that you're weak. We sort of shift you away from your talent, which is where your genius lies. And that is why it is so important. When we go through transition, 
that we reconnect with our genius, which is our talent. Now, I was so excited to meet our guest because she has just recently gone through her own transition in her life. And it is, so she's gone through some of these practices that we're talking about today. And her name is Michelle Moore. And Michelle Moore is a consultant to educational institutions, businesses, nonprofits, and entrepreneurs, implementing programs and initiative. For more than 12 years, Michelle has had as a has served as an administrative and effective leader in higher education. With a strong belief in values of volunteer service, numerous community organizations have also benefited from her expertise, leadership, and experience. Michelle's long, lifelong interest focuses on human and animal interactions and the integration of animals into the healthcare system. She recognizes the importance of animals, especially dogs, as invaluable partners in both the human experience and in the health care. This belief has led her to pursue a certificate as a professional dog trainer her ultimate goal is to offer animal assistant therapy training programs. Michelle is also working on writing a book with a collection of stories that exemplify the unique relationship of the human-animal bond and the healthy effects and benefits of this bond. So, Michelle, I welcome you to Second Wind. Thank you, Joyce. Can you hear me? I can. Great, great. Well, it's a pleasure to speak with you, and it's really a pleasure to be on Second Wing. <laughs> well, I kind of went through some of the process that you have been going through mm-hmm. in the last year or so when you made your transition from your um, perf- from your work at the education um at the, I'm saying education uh, institution. Yeah, basically, not, I say institution. People say, "What is that?" <laughs> education world, the academic world, shall we say? Academic world. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, what was the shock when the academic world changed and you left that world? What was the shock well, that you we're faced with? Well, you know, it was so interesting because I. Um, I was always very involved, and I was often asked to do um, take on various roles. Yeah. And and people would always say, you know, you're really good at that. Can you do this? And I would do that. And mm-hmm. I had an enormous amount of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it was very it was wonderful because you developed so many leadership skills. And I right. was really able. To okay. Use- before we go, I'm sorry. Before we go into that, we're going to go to to break, and then I won't have to interrupt your story oh, sure. again. Go right but ahead. I- but I did, I think you're just a beautiful example of how you're going to help us move through transitions for those people. So when we come back from our break, 
we will be talking about those transitions that Michelle went through and how she has conquered <laughs> yeah, Michelle <laughs> conquered. You like that word? Because we're like always that word. going through our transitions. But there really is a feeling where I've arrived. I've connected with my talent, my passion again. And you can see just in her description how she has made that transition in her life. So she's going to share that with us when we come back after break. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at free gift from joyce.com do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are visiting today with Michelle Moore, and she has done us the honor of opening up her transition so that we can learn through how she has maneuvered a change in her life that was major in her life. After a successful career as in the educational world as support educational institution, um, there was a major change. So Michelle, Explain to us what that was, how that happened, what you did, and just the uh, mind changes you had to go through. No. Uh, what happened was I was uh, in the organization for several years, as I said, 12 years, and I had yeah. many different roles and responsibilities. Yeah. And then there was a change in the organization's hierarchy, yeah. and the ground beneath me began to shift. <laughs> and uh, so it was restructuring, reorganization, and there really wasn't going to be a place for me to go. I had really achieved quite a bit, but I had gone probably as far as I could go. And it was time to leave. And I I didn't know what to do because um, I had been connected to this career for so long. Mm-hmm. So this was this, tr- but this transition 
that I was going to embark on um, opened up a world of possibilities. The only problem was, was that um, it didn't include any direction. No key. No, no. I was like, you can do anything you want. Oh, dear. You know, um, I was lost in transition, if you will. Yeah. And I really was. It was like, it's wonderful to have the opportunity to do whatever you want, but what do you do? Um, So it was really an interesting challenge for me um, to make the transition. Um, I was welcomed, I I was looking forward to it, but like, what do you do? So, but the initial shock, the initial Mm -hmm. must have been like, oh my, what have I done? I've spent all these years. Now what? Exactly. That feeling? Oh, yes. What am I going to do? This is, I was so connected to this. It's like, I hadn't thought that far out, if you will. And I thought, well, okay, I'm going to have to do something. I've got to do something now. And I think, um, and your you listeners can probably do. relate to this, that you, you, you kind of go and, and kind of think about yourself internally, like, what am I good at? What right. can I do? Yeah. You know, you kind of self-reflect. And um, that's the value of a transition. It really causes that self-reflection that so often people put off for another time. Right. And which I think is, it, it was, it's, it's funny how these things come your way at different times. Um, so for me, I sat down and I thought about my accomplishments mm-hmm. and what I was good at. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I did. So I started to think. Um, so often um, you're really not sure of what your worth is. And right. so that's why these kind of self-reflection moments are very valuable. Um, right. Well, I think what we do sometimes, we don't. Now, I I think transitions really call us to to be aware of how comfortable we get in a in a job, and we pick out those things we're really good at, or we built the skill. When we have a transition, we've come, we've gotten so comfortable in that job, and it almost becomes our identity, doesn't it? It's Absolutely. like, this is who I am. I know when I made a transition, I had to give up my business card. And I was, it was like crazy because it was almost like without this business card, I, who am I? So it was, for me, it was such an eye-opening awake, awakening. And that was so many years ago. But I do think we put an awful lot of our identity of who we are into the job, into the title. So that when we go through a transition, just as you went through, you do have to sit down and you have to kind of reconnect with your talents, use those talents that you have, but go a step further and look at those talents and go, well, which one do I really love doing? That's an excellent point because what I did, and maybe your listeners also do the same thing or have done the same thing. I sat down and I thought, mm-hmm. okay, what am I good at? And I based my, 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 my analysis of myself, if you will, or my self-reflection on yeah. what I did well and what I, how others had acknowledged my accomplishment, what they thought that I was good at. And that, that was okay for a while. And so I started right. to pursue. I became, I went to be a consultant because I was good at yes. moving forward plans, um, yes. creating, 
you know, doing all this foundation work, getting something up and running, and then handing it off to somebody to take it, which they were happy because they didn't have to do all the real, you know, basic foundation work, which is which is right. challenging. It's a lot of research. Right. Yeah. And so I was doing this, and I was, you know, this was my consulting area, and it, sometimes there was something I wasn't, there was a little bit something lacking for me. <laughs> and there yeah. again, I sat mm-hmm. down and I thought, okay, well, what is this? I'm doing something I'm good at. Um, right. Then I went through another transition and, if you will, revelation, because I realized I was doing something I'm good at, but not something I love. Yes, 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 yes. That was key. You know, I I like this. I'm good at it. But what this is not, what do I love? And that's where the excitement comes from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is where the excitement comes from. And, and I so love you're just re- reaffirming all of those things that I said earlier because yeah, you went yeah. through the process. You're, you know, I think that's awesome. It's so important. I, I did. So I actually went through two transitions, one leading to the other. And, <laughs> in, and I think you sometimes would, when you, when you make these transitions, you, you might for a while have to have a, you have an occupation and an advocation. Um, and you and you balance the two, right. um, but for me, I sat down. I thought, okay, what do I really love? And then I thought about the times in my life that I was happiest. Where what really brought me joy? And oh, I love that. being with my family definitely, you know. And then being around animals. For some reason, I've always, as a child, I even went back to my childhood, and I think that's important to go back to those basics. What? Because yes. we're so open when we're children. Yeah. Um, what was it that really made me happy? And it was when I worked with animals or when I'm around animals. And so that, to me, kind of led me to do additional research to say, okay, this is quite broad. So how can mm-hmm. I really narrow this down? This this interest that I have, and the health field has always been interesting to me. And I was reading how many how animals are being so um, relied on if you will because their their involvement is very emotional very physical and very psychological the benefits are enormous right so that's where i started to go and i'm very happy i mean i enjoy consulting but this is another opportunity for me to just really expand myself and do something that i really truly love also right now michelle tell us talk let's talk about time here because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people in the transition uh, mode, let's call like you were in the mode, we're trying mm-hmm. to find a new uh, vocation, a new direction in your life. Some mm-hmm. people get very frustrated because they want it to happen like yesterday. I should be able yes. to move through this quicker. And mm-hmm. I... So how long did it take you? Did you get frustrated because you were moving too slow, you moved too fast, or how was that time-wise? It, it was frustrating. I agree with you. It, it, it's the timing. I expected to be able to just get out there and get going. Um, but when you make a transition, especially one that's really something that you're doing for you just on your own, mm-hmm. it takes mm-hmm. time. You mm-hmm. have to explore you have to go and uh, get yourself educated, if you will, with other, you know, that's what conferences and, and workshops are very, yes. very valuable. Very, right. very valuable. You know, yeah. my thinking is 
and I tell my children this all the time, I said, it's wonderful to experience life, but you don't have the time in your life to experience everything. Mm-hmm. So therefore, there are times that you need to tap into other resources, people who have that experience and can mentor you, can guide you. Right. And so that's an important thing to think about. You, 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 you don't have to start from the very basics. There's people out there uh, that can assist you to help you launch, if you will. Right. Um, it's still your own. It's still your own. But there are some things that you can definitely benefit from having other people um, assist you and guide you. Now, did you get um, your guidance through a coach, or did you go to a support group, or how did you make your transition? I tapped into people that I knew that were professionals that were related to what I was doing. So that was one source, people people of knowledge, if you will. and some thought leaders, and then I also did. I also um, got. Some, I also sought out some coaching. So I, yes. I, I was involved with coaching, which was very valuable because right. coaches, and as you know too, they have a, um, a more objective view, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's important. But it's not so objective that they're not. They don't personalize it because they get to know right. you, right. and they keep you on track. Oh yeah. It's very <laughs> easy to get derailed mm-hmm. when you're when you're pursuing your transition because for me, I was going in so many directions um, mm-hmm. that it was almost confusing me and you say frustrating <laughs> me. So you need somebody I call that to the shiny to... nickel. Have you ever heard oh, that yeah. same? <laughs> Where you go no, one way and then that? you get you hear something, oh, oh, that sounds good. So you kind of do a rabbit trail down that way. That's exactly where I was going in the zigzag <laughs> trail. And so having a, a coach and a mentor was very valuable because uh, they keep you on task. Okay. And um, it helps you discipline yourself, if you will, to right. reach your goal. Yeah. That accountability that they bring is pretty important for us. So Yes, it is. You know, um, so would you say it took you about a year to get to where you it take, feel really yeah, committed it, it and took, comfortable? Uh, more than that, I would say. I yeah. would say, and honestly, more than that. Um, so it's the, because as you're doing this, you're also developing your confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is all new, so it takes time. Um, yeah. And if you think of yourself even in a new role at, um, let's say, a new career role or job, takes a little time and you're still bringing in you know knowledge with you that you may be familiar with this role but it's a different role there's different responsibilities so it does take time and i think when you go through a transition you need to give yourself the gift of time right well we're going to take a break here and that i will bring back when i bring you back i'm going to talk to you about transition times Motivational speaker and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. It's marching Did you hear about the Gabrielunzi bear caught rummaging through a refrigerator in an apartment in Colorado? The tenant heard noises coming from the kitchen and saw a bear with his head in the fridge looking for anything it could eat. What's a word for food that's unfit for human consumption? My wallop. The tenant locked himself in his bedroom and called for help. What's a word for the fear of bears? 
Ursophobia. We have lots of bears near our Colorado cabin, and we have been told that pepper spray will keep them away. But the idea that it would keep a 500-pound grizzly bear from attacking seems ridiculous to me. I think I'll try the pepper spray on myself and hope the bear doesn't like spicy foods. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. And find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. I have so enjoyed talking with Michelle and and, uh, allowing for her allowing us to go through her transition process on the air because I think that's a wonderful tool for you that are listening. You're going through the transition that once she left the university and there was a tendency to do what she knew, what she knew she did well which probably was some learned skills in there over many years, 12 years of working at a higher institution of education. She did that. And then she went into another transition that placed her working with something that she loved to do, using her talents. This is where you're going to find fulfillment in your new job. And that's why we're here, to live a life that is a life of fulfillment. So, Michelle, before we went to break, we were talking about transition time. And I think that that is the biggest surprise for most people in the amount of time that it may take someone to go through the transition. Now, I'm going to say that Michelle is going to give us an example of hers. Talk to us about her transition. But because we are so unique Everyone is unique. Everyone is special. We will have our own timeline. So don't get confused or compare yourself to Michelle. But I do think that it's important to realize sometimes it takes longer than we think it would. So, Michelle, would you share with us exactly what your transition timeline kind of looked like? Mm-hmm. I'd be happy to, Joyce. Um, so so when I when I left, I... I had time to think about what I was doing during the transition I was leaving to when I actually left. Yeah. And so I had started to think about what I was going to do. So the consulting was something, this is what I'm good at. So this right. is something I'm going to pursue. <laughs> that took, though, just knowing what you think you want to do, 
it mm-hmm. doesn't make it happen right away. It takes time. As I said, you have to cultivate the whole relationships. You have to build um, um, on your, what other people to connect with other people. Yeah. That probably took me um, about a year to mm-hmm. get moving um, into this well. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I did go out and tap into, as I said before, different other people who are professionals, who are in the field, to find out. I had to do my research to find out what their needs are, what they would think people or other institutions or organizations or entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. how they would look at what I was doing, where the value would be. That took me about a year to really kind of fine-tune. I was doing it, and I was engaged in it, to really, mm-hmm. really advance it to the point that I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, I thought, I, I, this is good, I, I'm enjoying it, but as I said, there was something that I was, was missing for me. Mm-hmm. And I started to do my research, and I found a different areas. Uh, there again, you have to go, you know, conferences, um, additional mm-hmm. education. Um, mm-hmm. And so I started to de- develop that, the animal, uh, my animal interest, um, mm-hmm. probably about a year afterwards, and I did it in tandem with my consulting because uh, it was going to be an education process for me. Were you doing it so, through volunteerism then? Were you like working? No, what I started to do is I started to um, actually, um, I pursued a, cert- a certificate in okay. animals and human health uh, through the University of Denver. Okay. Um, and that, in turn, was a part of that was in becoming involved as a volunteer because you also mm-hmm. have to do field work, observations, yes. and things right. like that. So it was it was a program that I actually because I wanted to get the certification. So I did do um, you know you did volunteer, you did do field work. Right. Um, so that yes. was very helpful, like helping me advance closer to make sure this is this is really definitely something that I'm very interested in and I would like to do. Right. So that probably took me. Um, another year to finish that program Mm -hmm. and then I started to move forward again so I guess in answering your question I have these two transitions going on at the same time and um, so I have the one that I'm doing the consulting which is about a year to -hmm. really develop and cultivate and then at the same time I've started to develop um, my expertise if you will uh, will on the research area for the um, the animal um, the animal therapy actually right well you bring up a good point and this was um, talked about in just last week in our previous recording that we did um, that it's very important that people when they're going through transition that they realize that the time may require that they do their passion job or their talent job, as we may name it, um, on the side until they get the money coming in. Because Mm -hmm. if we have to live on our, uh, you know, our salaries, then it's necessary that we do the, the job that brings in the money and then do our talent job on the side until it kicks off and gets to be a producer. So, that's something that is important to realize, and that's why I wanted you to go over the amount of time that it takes a person to make this transition, right? It takes right. time. Right, exactly. It takes time, um, and it, it 
it, it shouldn't be something that you have like date stamped, you know, <laughs> I'm going to get this done <laughs> because it, you have to, it's a, it's a flow. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and it's so interesting because if I hadn't made the first transition, I would not have been able to even consider looking at the area that, as I said, ad- occupation and on advocation that I wouldn't have been able to do that. So I had the time when I was doing one to also look and and, and evaluate my interest in the other. So it was, it's it's All a right, tandem, that brings if up you will. another question for me. Uh, mm-hmm. What were you thinking when you and were you surprised when you'd taken this talent that you are this uh, this skill that you had from the university years of working at the university and excelling in your job and transferred it to an, another form of what you were good at? but for doing it for different people, independent people. What was mm-hmm. the surprise when you realized, oh, this isn't as much fun as it used to be? Do you see? Do you understand the, my question? I, I wanted to get clarification. What was my surprise or when did I kind of come to that? I mean, Yeah. That, when you, were oh. you surprised that this job that you've been doing for 12 years, basically, that had moved into an entrepreneur? shot a job of being a consultant were you surprised that you still had you just kind of went oh this is not as much fun anymore was that how were you how did you what was happening that made you think i need to go further i need to research more i'm not quite there no and that's that's a really good question um and i think for me is that as i mentioned that I was, I, it, it wasn't, I didn't have the excitement, the, you know what I mean? I, I enjoy it, don't misunderstand me. But I right. knew that there was something more. Mm. I, it's hard to explain. I think people yeah. feel it. I think they yeah. know it. It's hard to say. I think uh-huh. it's something inside us that says, there's something more that I'm interested in. This is great. This is fine. I'm good at this. And I mm. think for me, it was that revelation, if you will, that I was doing something that other people had acknowledged I was good at. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wasn't doing the thing that I really loved. And I thought, right. that's really interesting. And that takes a lot of thought for people to sit back and say, time, go for a walk. Um, you know, t- take that time to reflect because we're usually so busy, mm-hmm. you know, you know, from a head down situation, working, 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 yeah. especially if you're doing something on your own in a transition. You're really, that's why a coach is great. You're really. Now, did you old. have some fear around moving into your talent oh absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. i mean i think yeah um <laughs> fear oh absolutely fail of, fear of failure that's yeah, always yeah. something to be concerned that's huge um but also fear to me can also be a stimulator it's, it's a motivator yeah. what am i fearful of I and mean, why am i fearful so it kind of yeah. forces us to come to you know kind of um, look at our fears. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have to face them. And I think that's enormous for growth. Enormous. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. For growth. Um, so tell us so, about where you mm-hmm. move. Tell us about this, um, the career that you're heading toward now. That you really, well, you're on your way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Um, so. As I said, I received a, um, a certificate um, in the animal and human health, um, and I knew I really liked this. And mm-hmm. I just, and one of the advantages of going back, and, you know, to school or a mm-hmm. program or a conference, whatever it is, 
is that you begin to get more um, involved in it because there's something, like especially if you're in school, there's a project you have to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're all, yeah. we want to succeed. <laughs> so, yeah, right. You know, we're yeah. motivated. So I started to work, and I realized the area that I was focusing on was, um, as I said, the, the growing area was mm-hmm. elders and Alzheimer's. Mm. And that was, and I looked, and I looked into this, and I was studying, and I was reading, and it's the the aging population is growing enormously. Oh yeah. And yeah. so that became one of my areas of study um, right. in the um, the animal therapy area. Right. Now, when we have, when you talk about therapy, what is your definition of pet therapy? Therapy dogs. I mean, therapy dogs. They yeah. are animals that assist uh, and help people um, on an emotional uh-huh. and uh, physical and psychological manner. Um, there, there are so many ways that that term. Um, it's actually animal assisted therapy. They call it AAT. Oh, okay. Um, that's what they, it, it's very large, uh-huh. and it includes animal. Um, Interaction, animal activities, interaction activities, and actual therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a catch-all for a lot of different areas of um, animal therapy. So I uh, want you to think about the therapy, how that works. And I know all of us have citizens that could use a therapy dog. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We are saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. 
Michelle Moore, my guest today, has shared her journey through her transition of job change into another job that she used did as a consultant and into her talent job, passion job, which is training animals, working with animals through therapy dogs and how much she has enjoyed that transition. So, Michelle, before we went to break, I mentioned that they've categorized um, this working with dogs in three different areas, the service Mm -hmm. dog, the emotional support dog, and the therapy dog. And you use the therapy dog. You want to tell us that, your description for therapy dog again, please? Sure. Sure. Um, basically, um, the therapy dog or an animal-assisted an animal-assisted therapy um, dog is a it also known as pet therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it kind of um, uses trained animals and handlers. Both have to be trained uh, mm-hmm. to achieve specific physical, emotional, um, and social goals uh, with people. Um, and that's kind of a, a nutshell, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. There are many types. Um, depending on the training, if mm-hmm. you're a therapist, um, you would have the dog as being um, part of your your treatment um, with your patients. Um, if you're a, a volunteer, mm-hmm. many people are volunteers, um, you are trained with your dog uh, to kind of help socialize patients. Um, it basically... The goal is to um, enhance their quality of life. So that's what, what it is. So, what uh, type of dog are you usually working with? I mean, what are the unique characteristics of that dog that would be accepted into a therapy dog position? Well, that's an excellent question. There, there's no type of dog. There's all types of dogs, and it's amazing. People, when they think of them, a lot of times they think about the um, the Goldens in the labs because they're just, you know, they love everybody. Oh, love um, that dog. That's what people, yeah, everybody does. Everybody <laughs> does. And, but that is not, that doesn't mean they tend to be frequently um, involved in the therapy. Um, but it's not limited at all. Some, pe- some people would like to have, they want to have a smaller dog because a dog can be, you know, it's easier. It's Held. not as intimidating. Yeah. Some people, right, a lap dog. Um, yeah. So there's all range. But your question is excellent. It's, uh, um, what do we look for? Right. The dog has to be trained, has to go through a, um, a training program, um, right. as does the handler. The handler has to be trained um, to watch them interact, um, to make sure that the dogs, you watch the dog for um, stress signs, mm-hmm. um, too much uh, not looking at you in the eye, turning of the head movement of the ears that you can say there's a discomfort um the dog has to be comfortable going into an environment where the smell might not always be pleasant. oh that's true that's true think yeah, about it yeah. thought of that yeah mm-hmm. so they go into like hospital settings and yes places yes. like that. often and and, mm-hmm. and uh, um senior resident homes um, hospitals are, especially the, with children, that's another way to, they like to go into the children hospital, children's hospital. Um, the dog has to be just very receptive to people coming up to it. It has to be able to oh. be calm. Yeah. Very calm. You know, they can't be overexcited. Um, right. they have to be able to handle the fact that a noise factor, a tray might drop. 
Mm, mm, you know, they, yeah. those are the types, oh. those are the things that they train. Right. Like they intentionally drop a tray down when they're training to see if the dog overreacts. Ah, um, and, yeah. Because, and that can happen in a hospital. And they have to be comfortable with a range of, as, as I said, smells and people. And just be very welcoming. Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads me to something for, if you're thinking about this from an ethical standpoint, is that so many people love their dog. Their dogs are wonderful. Mm-hmm. And they want to help. So they mm-hmm. want to get their dog into dog therapy, mm-hmm. animal-assisted therapy. Mm-hmm. And you really have to assess, is it right for the dog? Mm-hmm. Because you can't will your dog into being a dog ther- a therapy dog <laughs> just because you want to do it. Yeah. And it, for some people, that's hard. They say, but my when dog's it, wonderful. Dog's yeah. not suited for it. It's, it's still a great dog, mm-hmm. but it's just not suited for this role, and it would not be fair for you to do that. Right. And that's hard I, for some people. I guess my blue healer, Moo, would not be a candidate, so she barks at everybody. <laughs> there you and go. She's not, she's not meant for this work, but she does <laughs> give me therapy, let me tell you. <laughs> But she does, she might be therapeutic for you. (laughs) Yes, it is. But she didn't bark at me. (laughs) So I think, you know, people always relate to dogs. I mean, they either, they seem to be either a cat or a dog person. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, they love animals usually. But um, I think. I can't ever remember with Moo, who is my dog, I have to be kind of careful with her because she does bark, she does sniff out, which can scare a lot of people. So I um, uh, have to be careful with her. And and it must take a lot of, is that something you develop in a dog or is that something that is in the dog, is part of that dog's character? I think part of it is training, but you're right. There has to be a, the nature of the dog. Yeah. I mean, it just has to be a dog. If you have a dog that's anxious, um, overly protective, yep. friendly with people come to visit you, but in yep. a larger setting is going to be anxious, then mm-hmm. obviously yep. that's not going to work. And it, that's the nature of the dog. You know, right. they just, um, you know, training can be that they are trained early on to um, not jump, you know, and those right. are hard things to untrain, uh, you know, to break habits to break. But mm. that, and that's the training. But the nature of the animal is very important. Um, and just because, it, and I say this with, you know, with caution, the mm. dog's nature can be wonderful. But mm. some dogs are just not geared, for the reasons I mentioned before, to go into those environments. Um, um, it's too intimidating. Yeah. Um, it, it makes them uncomfortable. And that's something that has to be considered if a dog yeah. is going to be um, a therapy dog. Now, you are doing something that, that I think is very interesting, and I think it's a would be a good read. You are creating a book about dogs and their owners or dogs and their visits, or what is this book, and how can we help you? Well, I would love the help um i am writing i am putting a book together a collection of stories my stories that i've experienced or stories that i've kind of interacted with other people and their dogs and it's just all a collection of dogs have such impact in our in our lives um Mm -hmm. 
And as you said, people dogs just make people smile. They just yeah. make people happy for the most part. And there are great companions, and there's a reason they're known to be man's best friend. Um, there's a bond uh, between dogs and humans. And so, and that bond usually can pro- provide an enormous amount of stories that are mm-hmm. funny, that mm-hmm. are emotional, uh, mm-hmm. that are just engaging. And so um, I decided to write some of these that I had experienced, and I talked to other people. And they were interested in sharing. So for any of your oh, listeners who are very interested in sharing their stories about, yeah. and I'm not, I love cats too, don't misunderstand me. Cats are welcome too, but um, dogs just seem to have that connection, human-animal bond. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm putting together, um, you know, the stories that I have or people want to share um, about the, the implications and the effects of dogs in our lives and our health and our just well-being. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, for me, I just sum it up with these two words, unconditional love. Mm-hmm. That's what we get yep. from our dogs. Yep. You know, it's just like, oh, I love you no matter if you yell at me, scream at me, ignore me. Uh, I just love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, There's love and acceptance. Where else can you get that? Yep. There's <laughs> love and acceptance. And they're wonderful teachers. Yeah. Um, they teach us a lot about this acceptance and love and uh, the health benefits of, of um, animals, pets, um, particularly dogs, are just enormous. I mean, there's, they lower cholesterol, blood pressure, the daily walks are, are that's where all that comes from. Is you're dealing, it gets people to walk because you have yes. this accountability, you know, for this, this, this animal that you love. Yes. They also help people with depression because they get them out socially. Uh-huh. Um, they, there's so many things that they have, uh, they benefit our lives and they're just wonderful companions and right. they truly are. And so those are the kind of stories, uh, and they make us laugh, um, mm-hmm. that I'm looking to collect. And, um, if any listeners want to contribute to that, I'd love to have their stories. So that's my well, goal as far as my book. Well, I should, I should stand in a story about Moo because Moo is just so unique. <laughs> And this is she is blind now, and uh, mm-hmm. this was a new new experience for me. I never had a dog that was blind, and she functions really quite well. We bump our nose occasionally, but she just backs up and goes the other direction. So uh, <laughs> they sort of have a, a signal or a, um, a guidance inside of them that helps them walk around, feel. I, I don't know if it's an energy, but they kind of walk beside the chair and they can feel the chair. It's quite interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it is interesting you know, Michelle, to them. One of the great things that you have found is the excitement you can feel about finding and using your talent. And you have done this through your journey. I'm excited for you because I think you've got great stuff coming down the road. Lots I do. I'm very, and it's, and I'm still in my transition. As I said, I'm I'm still I'm moving closer to where I, you know I want to be, and it's um it is a process, but it's yeah. it's 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 a good journey. Yeah, it's a good Tell journey. Tell my listeners how they can send their stories or get to you if they want well, to be involved in your book. Oh, thank you. Um, I am beginning to get my website. It's re- almost ready to be launched, but it's not quite there. I need some fine-tuning. Okay. But if I'd be happy, I, they can contact me directly through my email, and it would be 
mmoreadvisory at gmail.com. And I'll spell that. It's mmoreadvisory advisory, A-D-V-I-S-O-R-Y at gmail.com. And right. they can email me there, and I can eventually, hopefully, I'll get my website launched pretty soon. As I said, it's just well, well, we know that's a transition, always the website. There we go. <laughs> so I thank you very much. I hope that you have learned today about the joy of transitions, that there is the pot of gold at the end, and it's all about the journey as much as it is arriving at the goal. So, take your time, think about what you love to do, think about what you do well, and it's so easy for you. And then, start making your list of where you want to head your body and your mind. Bye, Joyce. It's been a pleasure. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, Women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 